Hi, Atul Gopal from Plugger India and welcome to get another edition of our podcast. We have with us today Karthik from Zion Charging and uh, we had uh, had a good time with him in Coimbatore and we invited him again over here. So welcome to the show, Karthik. Hello, Atul Ji. Glad to be back again. Video that you guys made uh, driving the Tigor from Bangalore to Udi. I think uh, it's a very well made video. I think it was received very well in the community. And I think more than that, it was uh, Dr. Madan who kind of really was a viral viral kind of a thing and his 85,000 kilometer story is really kind of caught on quite well and I think a lot of people have now been inspired to kind of get into EVs looking at. Karthik, I think, uh, you know, uh, you have been a pioneer in the charging field. One of the very generic questions that people who I have some very basic idea of this field is they compare swapping with fast charging. So can you just tell our listeners what's the difference between the two in terms of philosophically and practically, you know, just kind of a general crasher if you want to call it that way. I think the swapping topic gained a lot of traction recently after the budget announcement uh, where the finance minister made some mention about the government pushing uh, swapping at least within urban locations. I think uh, the, the basic, let's say the pros and cons of swapping could be it could reduce the cost for for the customer because the battery is not sold as part of the vehicle. So the battery is still owned by the OEM. So the upfront cost of the vehicle could be much lesser, but the the battery is given to the customer as a subscription or as a leasing model, wherein the customer pays a monthly subscription or every time he swaps, he pays uh, something for the battery. So that is one of the uh, pros, that is the upfront cost of the vehicle could be much uh, lower in terms of swapping. The other uh, advantage is that the refueling is done instantaneously. I think it is as quick as uh, filling petrol or diesel into your vehicle. So I think it won't take a swapping, a typical swap shouldn't take more than five minutes. That is the uh, second uh, advantage of uh, swapping. The other advantage could be charging the battery itself. You don't require, what to say, uh, too much grid capability. So you you can trickle charge those batteries. You can AC charge them with uh, lower availability of power from the grid. Those are the advantages uh, going for swap. There are some challenges also when you're talking about uh, uh, swap, you you cannot, I mean, it is much easier to swap batteries of two wheelers and three wheelers because those batteries are smaller, you can remove it by hand and replace them. But when you're talking about slightly larger uh, batteries uh, for four wheelers and commercial vehicles, it's a bit more tricky, the infrastructure. Uh, needs to evolve you need robots or proper charging i mean swapping stations which could do the whole thing automatically so which could be expensive to build and logistically having those batteries charged and all that could be balanced could be again another challenge but uh, having said all that in my mind the biggest challenge when it comes to swapping is the interoperability uh, wherein when you're charging uh, uh, at least for the four wheelers we have come to a common platform which is the CCS, uh, so most of the cars that are coming out are with CCS connectors today. So you can charge any battery, or any CCS uh, connected battery with a CCS charger, there's no problem. But uh, in terms of using the swapping batteries to operate different vehicles manufactured by different OEMs, could be tricky, could be complicated. They will have to come to an agreement and use common uh, platforms to operate these batteries. So interoperability is, is the biggest issue in my mind. 
but having said that i think dubilon and trivial uh, space is is quite what to say is most suited for a battery swap in my mind that's right in any case two wheelers is not a very attractive market for you because the revenue that you get from a two wheeler charge is not really going to justify any kind of uh, investment that you're looking at uh, you know in terms of roi is not going to be very good if you're just going to but but have you ever kind of tried thinking about venturing into two wheeler fast charging by any chance at the moment is not a possibility because fast charging two wheelers or uh, two wheeler batteries are uh, quite small and uh, they are not capable of accepting uh, dc charges uh, or higher rates of power that is one of the problem the other problem is that none of the two wheelers in the market today have a common connector each uh, two wheeler has their own proprietary Uh, connected so all we could offer is a three pin socket to charge a two wheeler beyond that i think uh, I, i think uh, most of you must have read the news that ether has opened up their uh, proprietary uh, connectors on a open source basis so anybody can use it but still no oem has taken up on them on their offer so i think two wheelers uh, is is still for public charging is still not a viable case you're right right and i guess uh, the standards part the government will have to come in because uh, you know if i were an oem and if i were to use ether standards and if tomorrow ether changes its mind it's like apple you know so uh, if apple is going to be the controller to the gate gateway or whatever you want to call it then i would be very worried but if it is a common standard which the government is setting then i think that would be easier so yeah ether is early days let's hope that they end up kind of getting together and coming at least the connectors part uh, i think it makes a lot of sense for both two wheelers and four wheelers to kind of come up to a common this thing i would prefer a market driven uh, convergence uh, in terms of uh, technology because the, uh, if you look at the ccs uh, uh, even the cell phone connectors uh, example these are not regulated uh, things so i think over a period of time the market itself converges around the technology which is uh, easily scalable which is easily adoptable by all the oems so once i think ether opens up the ip for the connector it doesn't mean that ether has any control over it the oem who is manufacturing uh, vehicle so it is open source i think it is it is up to them so i would not be very comfortable with a government forced technology uh, or government uh, pushing it through so it, it, I, in my opinion it has to be more of a market driven acceptance of uh, technology i think uh, you know i'll have a little bit of a difference of opinion over there because in the mobile phone the standardization of the micro usb charger you know before that we had so many chargers which are available and suddenly when when the industry got together and you know maybe it was not too much of a government initiative but obviously governments were pushing for it but uh, i i think uh, let the future tell us its own story and uh, we'll kind of uh, see how it pans out continuing on the same two wheeler theme kartik uh, you know january uh, was an interesting month in our industry where we actually saw a flat sales for electric vehicles electric scooters specifically so uh, what's your take on this is are, are kind of this the ev industry plateauing so fast or uh, do you have any hypothesis about what's happening you mean uh, um, electric vehicles more specific to two wheelers right that's right yeah uh, it's it's a very interesting uh, observation uh, i was uh, recently having conversation with friend in one of the leading oems so uh, i was mentioning to him that uh, the uh, ice powered uh, vehicles are uh, stagnating uh, i believe 
everybody knows that uh, the two wheelers are not selling well in the recent months and uh, the inventory is getting piled up uh, at the dealer level uh, and on the other hand you would see uh, the uh, electric uh, two wheelers uh, sales going through the roof uh, increasing in the order of 200 300 uh, even in certain cases or in certain months when i made a mention of that interestingly he mentioned that yes uh, electric two wheelers are men, uh, are taking off but it is not like whatever sales that has dropped in the ICE segment is not being compensated with uh, electric vehicles. So if you look at the numbers, that is actually very true. The sales of ICE two-wheelers are dropping, uh, but the electric two-wheelers are not replacing the uh, ICE lost sales in terms of uh, vehicle for vehicle. So, so what's the story here? So, I mean, electric vehicles are not are rising but not up to the rate at which these are falling then something is something is not right something is not adding up here so that got me thinking and uh, uh, i happened to read a few articles after that then i realized there is something called an osborne effect have uh, you guys uh, heard of that uh, term before no not really uh, please tell us about this right right so the story goes like there was there was a, a computer company that was producing personal computers uh, in California uh, in 1981. So what happened was in 1983, this company announced that in six months or nine months down down the line, they are going to come out with a more advanced or a more powerful computer which is going to be launched. So they revealed almost all the specs about this upcoming product. So up until that point, this company was doing very well. So once they made this announcement, suddenly their uh, existing uh, products uh, sales completely stopped. It, it, uh, it, it came to a halt. So what happened was this company completely lost cash flow. So unless you make some uh, sales, you are not going to get any cash flows. So, so the, what customers did was they anticipated that they are going to get a much better product six months or down, uh, nine months down the line. So they stopped buying uh, these computers in the current time. So this actually made the company go bankrupt. So they were uh, completely bankrupt and up, up until that point where they made this announcement, the company was doing fine. So hence this uh, phenomenon uh, is, is known by that name. So it's, it's become uh, known in the field as Osborne effect. So I feel there is something similar going on with a, a two-wheeler space in India right now. Uh, if you talk to uh, two-wheeler buyers, uh, even though people may not have bought the electric two-wheelers right away, I think uh, they have stopped buying the uh, uh, IC two-wheelers. The numbers are there in the domain for everybody to see. Uh, if, if you look at the last six months, Every industry has been performing well. If you look at the GST collection which the government posts, I think it is one of the highest uh, ever. Uh, uh, it's actually surpassed pre-COVID levels. And most of the industries are doing extremely well. But if you look at the two-wheeler sales, uh, I think uh, uh, in February, if you compare this month's, uh, this 2022 February sales uh, with uh, the sales of 2021 February, 
I think uh, Kiro Motors uh, sales has dropped by 30%. It was there on uh, a couple of days ago in the newspapers, I think the numbers were there. Yeah, Kiro Motor Corp's sales has dropped by 32%. Honda Motorcycles uh, has dropped by 30%. TVS has dropped by 11%. Royal Enfield has dropped 20%. So, so people have uh, are, are quite aware, I think, um, mostly due to the the fuss or the uh, I created around Ola. Uh, apart from that, uh, a lot of other uh, two wheelers being launched recently has excited the market, has excited the customers. So I think uh, they know that the time for uh, this ICE two wheelers is over. And uh, given the fuel prices at the pump, uh, I believe uh, with the Ukraine war and all going on, it is poised to increase further. So that will, in fact, make more customers abstain from buying ICE two-wheelers. Uh, even though they might be hesitating to choose an electric two-wheeler, they have definitely made a decision not to buy the ICE two-wheelers right now. Or at least that is my hunch. This episode of the Plugin India podcast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just $1 a month, you can contribute to the work of Plugin India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plugin India team members on a daily basis. Click on the join button on our YouTube channel. I, I think I think uh, a lot of interesting, uh, you know, insights from that particular example that you gave. I believe Osborne must have been the name of that computer company. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but I would just kind of add a couple of things which come to my mind. So one is, you know, sometimes uh, you have in the economy what is called as a jobless growth, which means that the economy grows. You know, so I have an FMCG uh, friend, you know, he runs an FMCG company and he tells me that a lot of growth has happened because raw material prices have gone up, you know, but that does not mean jobs have gone up, right? So if you just look at GST figures for that matter, you know, if I have a copper cable manufacturer, copper rates have gone through the roof. So from a turnover point of view, it will look like my company has grown by 40%. But all of that increase has primarily gone into raw material and you know, a lot of times my buyers are not giving me the kind of increases that I should have got, you know, they're squeezing me even more. So that kind of creates problems from a profitability front. So, uh, and you're right, uncertainty like Ukraine and I I personally think that the rumor in the market is we are looking at at least a 20-30% increase in fuel prices immediately after the election uh, mania gets over tomorrow. So, kind of fingers crossed, you're, you know, a lot of people will definitely postpone ice, but yes, uh, they're probably waiting for the ice companies themselves to launch uh, electric and that somehow is not happening for some reason. We hear noises coming in from Hero Motocorp and, uh, you know, some other players, but, but that's not really translating into, you know, too many models or too much of sales, but again, uh, interesting. Okay, let's move on, Karthik. Uh, yeah. We will uh, get on to... Point, uh, uh, one sure. more point to add. Uh, see, uh, I, I think uh, you're right. Um, the, uh, the growth that has happened is more of uh, inflation in commodity prices and uh, uh, due to increased uh, uh, product prices. But it is also a fact that there has been volumetric growth as well because if you look at uh, most consumer durables and uh, uh, products that are sold at a consumer level, I think there has been good growth the last, uh, let's say, six months uh, over a period of one year, uh, especially 
most of that could be due to pent up demand uh, that is not happening during the covid lockdowns and all that i think uh, people have uh, consumed more that that is very evident from the figures that are coming out uh, and apart from that uh, i think uh, people have definitely realized that ice is not the future and uh, when somebody is making a purchase decision i don't think uh, they would they, they would definitely be considering uh, electric or the other easier option is to postpone uh, buying electric like you said from established uh, legacy oems who could be launching uh, electric uh, two wheelers like you said there has been a lot of promises there have been a lot of noise but uh, nobody has uh, none of the existing or uh, established players have launched uh, any serious uh, electric vehicle that can uh, contend in the market but i think uh, the yeah. customer is not blinking right the, the, when you look at normal <laughs> in sales it's about 30% and 30% volume metric uh, drop over a period of time i don't think anybody can sustain any company can sustain so so somebody has to has to think here either oem has to launch uh, an electric vehicle or the customer has to give up and buy an ic a vehicle i don't think the customer is budging now thought companies have to start shutting down plants if they can't do anything else yeah that, that could be the third choice okay chalo let's let's kind of get a little bit more optimism coming in and let's talk about the charging business uh, that you're running uh so you know when we visited your chargers we saw uh, you know uh, a very strong locational preference for uh, you know uh, food mall kind of uh, things on the highways i just wanted to check with you is there any other alternative that you've explored or is there any uh, you know place which you attached to you have a charger which doesn't have these kind of other your thoughts on that i think uh, what we have uh, concluded is that the places that we are establishing you know like like you rightly pointed out uh, mostly in food joints and highway stops so these are the perfect locations for en route charging so i don't think there is any other uh, option or uh, avenue that is apt for en route charging so these are the best locations so for most of our high powered uh, dc charges will be placed in these locations but if you look at uh, but if you i mean if you look at destination charging uh, that could be uh, an option so uh, deploying chargers uh, ac chargers in corporate offices in uh, uh, in apartment societies so those are uh, other avenues uh, which uh, many others are doing uh, that is something we also uh, will be exploring or trying something in that front uh, going forward you we'll have to look at uh, places where cars are parked usually So I think corporate offices and uh, apartment societies are 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 the, are the other places where uh, public charging could happen. Scale. That's right. So these are primarily the incentives. So you can do it two segments in your market. One is the highway segment, and okay. the other is going to be the city segment. And I believe the city segment will be a much larger market than the highway segment. What's your take on that? yeah the city segment is definitely going to be much larger because that is where the uh, the cars will predominantly uh, drive for uh, maximum amount of uh, the kilometers driven uh, driven in its uh, lifetime uh, apart from that within the cities there is another opportunity also that is the fleet charging opportunity where i think uh, most of these taxis uh, will quickly become electric because uh, it is making financial sense they they are uh, driven uh, more efficiently uh, they, they do a lot of kilometers over a year so i think those are the uh, prime targets for electrification first so apart from ac charging uh, at apartment societies and office buildings 
the the other uh, places uh, where we could place uh, dc chargers within the city itself uh, is to uh, power up the fleet uh, segment or the taxis uh, that are driven or uh, sometimes even the commercial vehicles that are driven inside the cities that's right uh, now uh, again coming back to your highway charging because you know uh, one thing which 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 you know uh, one thinks about especially as the future is kind of going to get more and more evs on the road how do you manage queuing uh, in uh, scenarios where you know there are two people or three people who come up and uh, they find a vehicle already kind of in the charging slot plugged in so is there is there something that you have in mind as a strategy where uh, some kind of queuing management so your thoughts on that karthik yeah it, it is a very challenging problem uh, the industry faces today so i'll give you the challenge first the challenge is that you would see vast amount of charging taking place during the weekends uh, during the uh, holiday times and such so the bulk of the charging happens within uh, within a given period of time uh, wherein if you look at uh, regular working days the chargers are empty most of the time so uh, let's say uh, if if you if you have uh, 100 uh, charging sessions taking place you would uh, see that uh, 60% of that would be bunched up uh, in a couple of days that is mo- mostly around friday saturdays and sundays so you, you would have 60% of the charging uh, i'm just giving you a rough number it's not accurate by any means so so that is the problem so you you get you get to see the charges getting clogged up getting queued Uh, with three four cars during the weekends but if you look at monday tuesdays or regular working days the charger is uh, empty most of most of the time so so that is the challenge so it's a very how can we address that problem uh, one way of addressing it could be deploying more charges but if you deploy more charges the utilization rate even goes down and the average utilization is still going down because Uh, when you add more assets uh, the capital cost increases and if you look calculate the utilization rate for newly added charges uh, the utilization rate is still going down so so that is a big challenge the other way of exploring that could be is it possible or it's more of a question today i don't know whether it can be changed or not is it possible to change customer behavior is it possible to get people to travel not to uh, make them avoid these peak hours so that they don't have to wait longer so that is something that uh, needs to be explored through or karthik uh, maybe 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 something like a happy hours at restaurants right yeah. uh, where where you have a discount being offered at certain time and premium being charged at other times uh, so i think that will change consumer behavior so if you come between 12:30 and 2:30 i'm going to charge you 25 rupees a unit but if you come uh, at any other times i'm going to charge you 18 rupees a unit so i think some of the traffic will get moved away by the simple uh, pricing related decision i don't know this kind of be some idle thinking yeah i think we had a conversation about that last time when when you were here uh, that is something we are uh, exploring we are uh, thinking about it we haven't done anything on that front right now but yes customer behavior could be altered uh, slightly we, we could uh, shift demand to certain hours of the day uh, by uh, by keeping a price differential but how effective will that be will that really uh, will customers uh, go the length uh, or the effort to avail such kind of an offer or something that remains to be seen i think we need to experiment there uh, a bit going forward 
Yep, I kind of my gut feel is I think it should kind of work out because uh, and, and worst kept to worst, your revenue will increase, and I don't think you would mind that. Definitely, definitely, definitely explore that. But uh, but I think uh, the longer term answer would be. The, the purpose may be just to add more charges, add more assets. I don't know. Somehow, uh, you know, I am a bit contrarian over here, and I think most of our solutions tend to be supply side dominated, and we generally tend to ignore the easier demand side uh, solutions. So, so what I am suggesting in pricing terms is more a demand side solution, and uh, I think uh, a pilot uh, running for a few times. You take your busiest uh, charging station and run a pilot over there for a few weeks. and i'm sure you'll find an answer matlab please indicate to your existing customer that we are running this particular pilot right and uh, maybe you can get feedback you can of course uh, give some incentives for them people who are participating in this experiment right. so that they don't, they don't feel too bad about it maybe some gift from your side or something like that we end the first part of the podcast over here today but stay tuned because uh, next podcast we get karthik to talk about what is it that entrepreneurs who want to end up entering the charging point operation space need to do and how can zion help them stay tuned thank you for listening to our podcast you can find transcripts for each episode on our website too plugin india is an ev advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in india find us on twitter facebook and instagram or write to us at support@plugindia.com Do subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. Until we meet again, take care, stay safe. Goodbye.